Hi there, and welcome to the podcast you didn't know you needed until it filled that gaping void in your life. The Space Between presents I Saw a Tiger. I'm your host, Danny, and joining me, I have the sensational Sarah Burns. Hello. The Danist of Dan Coles. Yeah. And the triumphant Tim France. Hello. Welcome to our intense debate and discussion of episode five of Tiger King. But before we dive into that, we have some very exciting news. Huge news. Huge Mega news. Like big. Huge. Capital big. Capital B big. Yeah. Yeah. We do? We do. Okay. We have... (laughs) Tim, you should say it. We have our very first... What would you call it? Patron. Patron. called patron. Oh, Oh, I didn't know. Our our, our very first non-natural market. Or not, you know. Yeah, it's it's not one of us. We have our first real Patreon person. (laughs) It's really exciting. Our supporter. That is exciting. Okay, you guys, no one told me that. I was like, what big news do you have? (laughs) Did I not say it in the group? No, you didn't tell me. Oh. I mean, Sarah Sarah Burns is already ignoring our our Patreon followers. So, good job, Sarah. Starting off strong. Yeah. Patreon person, you're the only one keeping us together. I'm yeah. sorry. Thank so thanks, you. Emily. No yeah. pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Our Patreon, our patron on Patreon is, her name is Emily. Yeah. So thank Hi, you, Emily. Emily. Thank you. Yeah. You're our first one. Oh, so yeah, you'll always. Her by your title based on what tier she is. Can we just lavish oh, her she is a, or him um... or them with a bunch of attention? Yes. As the first one. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the one with the A's in it. Hmm? It's the one with A's in it. Something amateur. I don't know. You made them up. I don't yes. remember. <laughs> awe-inspiring amateur. Yeah. So okay. there's intimidating intern, awe-inspiring amateur. Over. No offense, Emily, but that's also my favorite category on Pornhub is awe-inspiring <laughs> amateurs. <laughs> Next level novice and professional cake sitter, which is near and dear to my heart. And that oh one's a limited God. one. There's yeah. only 20 professional cake sitters. You can't so. have too many. You don't want to flood the market Correct. with professional cake sitting, thing. right? Yeah. And I mean, now like that we're going to have food shortages or something, you don't want to run out meat of Meat shortages, specifically. Uh, yeah, I like meat cake. Meat. Right. I like to stuff my cakes with meat. Right. <laughs> Before I sit on them. Me too. Isn't that just a pot pie? <laughs> what was, Ooh. A halfling meat Ooh. pie? What we uh Is it made with halflings? <laughs> what did we frost okay. that time and feed to Brittany? A tomato. A tomato. <laughs> you had me I kept make a fake it was an cake olive. pop. Yeah, that was so good. Oh my that was God. amazing. That was really great. Sorry, Brittany, if you're listening. Oh my but God. But it was really, that's it was really our, funny at your expense. <laughs> that, for those of you who don't know, that's our sister-in-law. Mine and Dan's sister-in-law. You didn't even make it for her, did you? Just no, did I just, just planted it. That one cause it was... So she wanted a smaller cake pop, so she took it, and it was a tomato covered in, like, the white chocolate stuff. And she hates tomatoes a lot, and I felt a little bad about it. Right? It wasn't meant for her. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, it was, was, was random. It was tomato roulette. It really was. It yeah. wasn't a targeted tomato. Attack. No, it no. was not a targeted attack. So that was kind of, yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into episode five. It's a heavy episode. Yeah. Ooh. Very heavy. What um, should we talk about well, again? Tiger Kang. Tiger Kang. Make oh. America Exotic Again. Oh, that show I watched last yeah. night. Yes. We watched this. last night. Do you want to talk about your original intentions for after the show? Well, uh, I don't know. We could talk about that at the end when we kind of wrap things up. Okay. Now, it was a real downer of an episode. It sure was. 
A yeah. downer. All right, so the opening scene of episode five, we've got Doc Antle having a chimp birthday party. He's back for a little bit. He's yeah. back. Yeah. And he kind of explains, because at first when it opened to that, I was like, what the fuck is yeah, happening? What? Like, why are they, what's going on? Um, and he explains, you know, it provides unique content, essentially, for yeah. social media, which I was wondering if that was, like, they're trying to show how... Joe and Doc are trying to compete with Carol in that way because she's cornered the market on social media. I don't think you can corner the market on social media. Not anymore? No, because right? I no. mean, you no. can watch two videos. That's true. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> she was certainly the first. Right. She certainly has the biggest following for sure. Yeah. But from what I understand, Doc Antle's son has quite the following as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're killing it. They all Sexy are. Sexy Tarzan yeah, they were there. He had like, you know, 20,000 views of things. Good for yeah. him. Although, like, that's you know, fun. do what you got to do. I couldn't imagine like running a business and your business is already established and then social media comes in. And if you're like, well, this is, you know, I'm not going to buy into all this MySpace business or you do right. buy a ton into MySpace and then you're like, whatever that, you know, facial recognition text is. And then you're like, I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, you get screwed because MySpace is dead. Right. Well, I- I mean, my let's be honest. MySpace yeah. went really downhill when you could put a song on it that would play as soon as anyone went to your page. That was a uh, you want? Yes. Yes. Do you guys want to know what my song was? Yes. What was it? <laughs> Aqualung. I yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, that's pretty okay. As long as it wasn't like you said you started with the word aqua and they're going to say aqua's Barbie girl. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, no. that song I came didn't... out when I was six and it really spoke to me on a deep level. I was going to say... <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was no. going to say, do you even remember MySpace? Yeah, of course I do. That she's was like not... my first... Yeah, How she's not he... that much younger than us. How old is Jeff yeah. tall? <laughs> he's, he's... <laughs> first of all, he's one person. He's definitely not a fan. And, uh... I don't know, it's gotta be from the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Rock yeah. flute. You were six like years a... old in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> you look great. No, I'm talking about the the Barbie song. Oh. I'm a Barbie girl. I'm a baby Didn't yeah. they do I was the, six um, when that song came out. We Like to Party? Or is that the Vega Vega That's boys? the Vega Boys. That was the, the Vega, Vega Boys. boys. No yeah. Idea. Okay. The Vega Vega Boys. It was the boys. Six Flags theme song. Yeah. That the old lady dressed up as the old yeah, man would dance to. Who yeah. did that song? Was that a lady? Yeah, it was a lady. I didn't know that. Fun okay. fact. Well, good you, for them. You heard it here first, friends. It's just like pretty much any cartoon you grew up with as a child. Yes. The male protagonist was usually voiced by a female as well. Like that is Bart. true. Simpson. Yeah, Tommy Pickles. Yeah. Tommy yep. Pickles. Mm-hmm. Dang. Uh, Timmy Turner. Yeah, Timmy Turner. Mm. Fun fact. Ooh. That's cool. Let's, let's yeah. do a podcast about that. Instead of whoa, instead of yeah, let's talk. let's just shut this off right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Shut her Final down. episode. Good. I hate this shit this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just because this episode was a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, so we've got the chimp birthday party. Switch to shot at Joe's where there are tigers popping balloons, which my first thought was, like, what happens if one of those tigers eats some of that latex? Like, that's got to be really bad. It prepackages right. their poops. For their, yeah, yeah. Poop it out. It's like bagging it up. Yeah. Ahead of time. And then Joe's hand wouldn't have to get icky for his music video. Right. Because he could just hold it in a prepacked <sighs> latex yeah, balloon. That's awful. 
And then with that shot of the tigers popping balloons, we've got audio of Joe's phone call from jail where he's talking mad shit about Jeff, which is really mm-hmm. funny because he was picking on his limp, which Joe has a limp and, and he walks yeah. with a brace. So, okay. His small penis and <laughs> which... I don't, how do you know that Jeff's got a small dick? You know, guys got orgies. He probably I don't like, know. asked him about it. I'm sure Joe. he did. Hey, you got a small dick? <laughs> He'd be like, no. So in that porno I was watching, was that you giving a tour of the little one or of the big one? You know, that's how you find right. it. Yeah. And also, talking about how Jeff doesn't have hair, which, like, come, Joe's going to critique someone's hair. <laughs> I mean, Give listen, me a fucking break. Joe's got it. Though, you he know does, what I mean? but like, dang, what does he call his curls? The sex appeal. His <laughs> <laughs> oh. sex appeal. <laughs> so we find out when Jeff took over, when things got signed over into his name, he fired half the staff. He went on a rampage. Yeah, like yeah. Like what are those? You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. But, I was yeah. thinking about that know. when I was watching it again today. What are those companies called where they come in and they just clean house. Oh, like from Office Space. Uh, I mean, well, like those, any, yeah. any merger or yeah. Yeah. hostile takeover. The equalizers. That's more of a stock thing, though. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I felt. I felt like Joe, that's what he was doing. But, but they've I mean, also set up Joe as just firing people randomly because right. someone's recording them. Exactly. So, I mean, and, yeah. like, I think business-wise, I think it makes a ton of sense. If the zoo's struggling, get rid of people that you don't need. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, like downsize or, as much as you can. Yeah. Or in in some instances, you just don't get along with staff that the other person got along with. And, mm-hmm. you know, you try to make it work as much as you can, but sometimes you can't. I will give, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And Probably I, had to call the herd a bit. And I do wonder, though, Sarah, I feel like you are onto something where if he cut a lot of people who, you know, if they are the people that Joe hired when they were hanging out at the bus stop and they didn't have anywhere to go or they were homeless or they had just gotten out of jail, like, those people who are really loyal to Joe, he's going to get rid of them. I feel like that makes exactly. sense strategically. And he yeah. hires Alan Glover as a handyman. Did anybody else notice? I'm pretty sure he's got a teardrop tattoo. We want to totally sure it's not oh, just like man. a weird mole. Also... I actually noticed a facial feature. Wow. The he first has a, feeling. Wow. a very difficult past to Dan, do you have face blindness? <laughs> that a thing? Never noticed anything with yeah. face. I did notice. I noticed the, the teardrop. You noticed that, but you didn't notice side. Joe's eyeliner in the first yeah, episode. No. I didn't notice it for the first, like, three episodes. Oh, God. Um, <sighs> All right. Um, Tim. I, I tried to look up stuff on Alan Glover because he talks about how he was in jail right at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing. Really? I find nothing. Granted, huh. a lot of it's because there's 18 million fucking BuzzFeed articles about what happened to Alan Glover. Right. Um, but it was huh. difficult to find anything. That's interesting. I thought you were just going to say there are 18 million different Alan Glovers out there. Yeah. I mean, you type in Alan Glover to Google right now, it knows exactly I what mean, yeah. you're talking right yeah. about. Yeah. Who sure. else yeah. are you going to be looking for? Mm-hmm. I wanted to see, I typed in John F., because I wanted to see his new teeth, and like immediately, that was the first thing that like Google auto filled oh, yeah. for me. So he looks John so Finley, good. he does. I, I hope he's living a better life. John I really Finley. do. Yeah, June of last you know. year, he got him taken care of. I haven't done any background research. Yeah, just watching the show. Well, you know, you're just putting in the minimum amount. That's all we ever mm-hmm. ask for from you. Much like Sarah, you're kind of phoning it in. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> I'm definitely calling the kettle black here. Oh, man. Um, 
We get another person added to the mix in this episode too, um, James Garrettson, who's a business like, partner. Oh, big dick swinger, this guy. Oh, I like yeah. this guy. Like he might be my favorite. You think? Yeah. I don't know. He's uh, kind of goofy. All right. I you just so. wait. Human you get thumb? so much better. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So yeah. There's a lot more to that guy. You just see him riding a jet ski. He's fucking majestic. <laughs> yeah, the human thumb. That guy. <laughs> That's amazing. So he's just like another business partner. He knows Joe and Matt Jeff, or vice versa, whatever. Um, yeah, Joe introduced uh, Jeff to James. Right. And so he helps out getting the pizza place added to the park, which I think is business-wise, that's a cool addition. Did you guys see what that uh, pizza place was called? No. I forget. Okay, real quickly, they they scan up to the name of it. It's called Zooters. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't catch that the first time I watched it, and then I was like, okay. I remember seeing that and just thinking, that's a fucking stupid-ass name. I didn't even see that. And now I get it. That's yeah. right. Now you get it. Yeah. It's a little less stupid. Zooters. Yeah. Still pretty bad. Zooters. Oof. <laughs> uh-huh. Um I guess um, you know, it's interesting that this James Garrison guy is introduced here as like another person to give like background information into what's going on at this point in the park in between Jeff and Joe. Big uh, yucky bomb. They're putting the Walmart meat on the pizza. <sighs> well, hold up. How did that oh, possibly pass so health? Let's code? let's well, hold on. So let's look at the type of meats you would put on a pizza. Number one, you got pepperoni. Is pepperoni really going to be going bad? It's a cured meat. Mm -hmm. If you're getting it from Walmart, it probably has another good two years before you shouldn't eat it. (laughs) Ham, okay, maybe. But if you put ham on a pizza, you're already in the business of making bad decisions. I mean, it's pretty true. You're nasty. Or sausage. Sausage sausage could be the could be the one that I would potentially yeah. be worried about. Outside oh, yeah. that, it's Hot produce, dog. you're cooking it, and it's, it's fine. It's still so gross. And they said only the meat. So the crust is fresh, the oh, cheese is God. fresh, the sauce is fresh, because that's not coming off the meat truck. Same with the produce. Oof. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Plain cheese, you're good. Great, I don't know, even. man. I don't, I wouldn't eat at a place, even if I wasn't getting, like if a pizza place here in town was like, yeah, we're just using expired meat from Walmart now. Be like, not going even there if I don't get meat on my pizza, yeah. I don't no, think it's advertised. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, typically no. I mean, even John Ranke was like, yeah, they're probably using it. Yeah. But you also see him eating pizza on a regular basis. And the pizza he was eating was fucking loaded. Yeah. Well, there was a ton of shit on that. I do have to say that when <laughs> when Joe's carrying the pizza around, it didn't look bad. It looked pretty good. Especially for being in Oklahoma. Like, it looked decent. Doesn't yeah, mean it's gonna be I, good, yeah, but, that right. actually did look pretty good, but I'm still gonna say it's not as good as New York pizza. Well, I'm sure it's not. Jeez, yeah. what? Are you I, right over there? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> What's the matter? That's nasty. Also, I said it said it looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. It did look pretty good, even if it didn't have expired meat on it. <laughs> Let's just say I wouldn't want to eat right next to a tiger. Hell, that's no, that's I like. I would like to look at a tiger and eat. But I don't want to do them next to each other. Like, right. And like, of like cats as dandruff and fur and like getting, you know, no thank Yeah, you. that's the worst thing ever. Maybe right, if but it was more like next to where the food is prepared. It's only cats. next to where it's served. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if it was yeah. more like an observatory with like plexiglass instead of just yeah. like the way a cage was. Well, right. no, I know that. But I'm just thinking like it, it's a cool idea and I appreciate 
you know, in the last episode, the one of the workers was like, yeah, Jeff came and stole the zoo. But it, from this, it seems like they really are trying to do something to make it a more profitable venture. Well, and Joe's still there. Right. It's not like he kicked Joe off. Yeah. Right. Like, if yeah. this wasn't and some fucking, he comes in, he's like, all right, Joe's gone. Everyone else is gone. I'm going to run this my way. Yeah. No, he was just fucking hanging out for yeah. the most part, letting the zoo continue to be mm-hmm. the zoo that it was. And, like, Joe really, they describe him as being the entertainment director. I'm putting this in air quotes. Um, the entertainment director, which is really like, that's where he's comfortable and happy and what he seems to do well with. Like, I don't, I don't see the harm in letting someone else run the business aspect of it, especially if you're not doing a great job, let somebody else do that. And then you do what you're really passionate and what you're good with. Like Joe's such a good entertainer. And at this point too, I think we've seen Joe continuing to slip because Joe Mm -hmm. has had zero wins Oh my god, no, not a so single far, one. No. Um, and well, that certainly doesn't often, change, but you know, no. he's certainly losing losing grip a little bit at this point. I, I would argue too though, as much as Joe you're right, Danny, that would definitely fit into that, it's definitely clashes egos. You know, Jeff oh, yeah. technically owns the zoo now, but there's no way Joe's ever gonna give up control. That's mm-hmm. not how he works. And we see so much of that clash in this episode between Joe and Alan, because you know, Alan doesn't work for Joe. He works for Jeff. And, you know, Joe doesn't want to... He wants to give up the responsibility, but he doesn't want to give up that power. You're right. It's totally an ego pissing contest between these guys. Yeah. Right. Well, so, I don't yeah. think a lot of it's from Jeff's end, really. No. It's... No. Listen, I, mean, I took this off your hand to yeah. save your ass. Right. I'm keeping you here. You mm-hmm. kept, you know what I mean? He didn't fire Travis. Right. Or yeah. or oh Finley or someone like that. that yeah. Eric. Well, Eric is kind of indispensable. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. He does a great job. Yeah, oh, I love that guy. I know he's the best. Oh, mm-hmm. He is the best. So, in all of Joe's spare time now, you know, because he doesn't have to run the day to day of the park, he decides to run for president in 2015. You know, as you do. Why, why wouldn't you run for president? So we see Josh Dial, who's his campaign manager. Now, this guy was the manager at the sports, like the sporting goods section yeah. of the Walmart that uh, Joe would yeah. frequent to get his ammo and his explosives. And he was like... Almost every day. Yep, almost every his day. intro oh was amazing. And he's like, he goes, yeah, I did it. And then it just cuts to him vaping and then just a shudder. <laughs> Because it was the worst experience of my life. That was the best. It was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> and then cuts to him like a deep oh inhaling the vape. Yeah. It's so, oh my God. You just feel for the guy. And like the way that he describes it, like he's getting this stuff for Joe at Walmart. And Walmart's like, mm-hmm. or Joe's like, hey, I'm going to run for president. Do you want to be my campaign manager? And Josh is like, yeah, this is I my do. Dream job. Yeah, I love the setup for that too because obviously Joe goes on a very regular basis and just talks to this guy about politics. Yeah, like buys his tanner, buys his, buys his ammo, and just shoots the shit with this guy who's was he a poli sci major or something like that? He said. I think so. Yeah. Like, yep. That's awesome. Yep. The dude. I mean, and, yeah. And that's what I'm talking about with Joe, with like the entertainment director and that yeah. aspect of it. Like he's just so much better in that way than most other ways. <laughs> Right. <laughs> being a functional human being. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, he's really good if you can get him one on one. 
But any other time with any other people, he's just not great. That's what his husband mm-hmm. said, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two of them. Yeah. So he obviously doesn't win. So he decides to run for governor of Oklahoma because he doesn't want to wait for the next presidential election. The fraction fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice Freudian I mean, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> He really doesn't want to wait for the next direction. He, he does not. He does not. He can't even wait two months. <laughs> that was good. Oh, my that was, God. That was really good. <laughs> Shit. Oh, she lost it. I did. I'm good. I'm good. Bring him back. So it so. wasn't. So he ran in 2016. Yes. He didn't want to wait for the 2020 election, so yes. he ran for governor in 2018. Yes. That's what he didn't want to wait for. Correct. Right. Yes. And so at rallies and parades, he's known for handing out condoms with his face on them, because if you don't vote yeah. for him, you're going to get screwed, which is cute. You know? I don't know. I would not awful. use a condom that Joe Exotic gave me. No. No. I trust that for a second. No. Probably expired. <laughs> In like 1984. An off-the-Walmart oh condom God. truck. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it was really cute when Joe was interacting with people at a fair, and they're like handing out shirts and this and that, and he's like just shooting the shit with this guy in the grandstands, and it's just so like, that's the kind of Joe that I feel like if that's who he really was all the time, yeah. I would love him. And again, maybe that's my like heart going out to the county fair, but it was just so sweet to see like that side of him. I love the video that uh, they showed on John Oliver of him being like, I'm gay, I'm a gun-toting guy, I have uh, a zoo, I got some bitch from Florida that has an argument against me. Like, has to bring her up. Because you can't say, you probably can't say who it is, I would assume. I would assume, yeah. I feel like he wouldn't care. Right. Uh, Maybe Maybe John Oliver cut that out. Maybe For Jeff was sake. finally like, I'm not going to pay any more of your legal fees if you don't fucking stop it. Right. Yeah. Quit saying right. the name. So we get more and more of the Joe and Alan feud. And with that feud, we see more and more of Joe's paranoia where he's shooting an ad and he's in a cage with like five tigers or big cats. This is a scary scene, by the super way. Super scary. Bit, yeah. And I couldn't believe. So he's just standing there talking. One of the cats starts sniffing his shoe. Then, like, starts chewing on his shoe. I had flashbacks to when I got attacked by a wombat in Australia because it chewed on my foot. He was just curious. Yeah. And so, like, this cat, like, starts going after his foot. He ends up having to shoot at the cat to get it to go away. And nobody steps in or does anything. They just keep filming it. I definitely thought he was going to shoot that cat in the face. I did, too. Well, he said he was going to shoot her in the face. Well, and the but fact, like, the, the way he was, like, at right. the angle, it looked like he had a train right on his face. And yeah. He was going to shoot it and yeah. kill it. Well, and that whole thing yeah. of him slowly moving away, because tigers are ambush predators, so mm-hmm. as soon as he turns his back, you see, like, three of them close mm-hmm. in, and, like, yeah. That's a, yeah. that was a super dangerous situation. Yeah. I mean, so scary. So easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, every situation, like every situation where you're in an enclosed environment with a cat is a very dangerous situation. And it's like, this just brings it home. Right. That like, yeah, these are huge prey animals Mm -hmm. that don't give a fuck. And you know that he has been interacting with and working with those cats, probably most of them since they were in their cub stage. So it's not, they really can't be entirely domesticated obviously like we know that but it's one of those things where like people who are arguing for and advocating for private ownership of big cats like you don't really they're not pets though they're really not they're just not i wish i mean they are just temporarily yeah 
right? Until we're about 16 weeks and then fuck it. So he is convinced that someone put something on his shoes. And I think that a lot of that blame goes towards Alan, which founded, unfounded, I don't know. But jump to... a series of cuts. Yeah, yeah. So great. Cut to a scene of Carol talking about, well, you know, you put sardine oil on something. Like... What made that so perfect is that this, this shot before... Jeff Lowe says, I don't know what you could possibly put on somebody's shoes that would make a cat go after it. And then Carol's like, if I were to put something on somebody to make a cat eat them, it would sardine oil. Right. Yeah. Like if you put perfume on it, they're just going to drool. But yeah, like such good Mm -hmm. editing by the filmmaker to, you know, lay that. Lay that down a little bit. So Joe becomes more and more controlling, um, especially of John Finley and Travis to the point where he won't let John go and visit his brother in Texas. He does buy him like four trucks, though, which how? How? Yeah, thank you. I think that's over a period of time. Okay. Personally, like he was like, and he bought me a truck. And then he's like, well, he's bought me a bunch of trucks. So I think that they've been together for like a decade or something. Yeah. Yeah. He said he could go visit his brother if he came back that same day. Right. He couldn't do overnight trips. Right. Right. Which is crazy. I mean, super paranoid. Think of the the context, though. (laughs) This guy has had a lot of setbacks, one after another, after another, Uh after another. And. Yeah, uh, I think we obviously learned things about Joe where those signs were probably there for a while. Mm-hmm. Joe was probably Joe's been slowly losing control for a while. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Um, and that's one of those things where we were discussing in an earlier episode. It's hard to really pin down passages of time unless you're going by like Doc Antle's facial hair, which it's like, is he goatee or is he soul patch Doc? I, you know, right. And which one came mm-hmm. first, the soul patch or the goatee? Uh, the existential well, question. The mustache. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was mustache. a glorious mm. mustache. Yeah, that mustache. Much as I don't like him. Right. You got to respect the stash. You got to respect I do. It. I yeah. do. Um, Absolutely. If he was riding a mustache into those events <laughs> instead of that elephant, Sarah would like him significantly more. Absolutely. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he would get a very distinct following. Like, it's Doc Antle, the mustache rider. (laughs) Right. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hey-o. So he buys John, like, four trucks and a bunch of guns and this and that. He placates Travis with lots of drugs, tons and tons of drugs. And then here's something that I don't think anyone was surprised by. Uh, John and Travis aren't actually gay. We totally called Mm -hmm. that. We called that. And everyone on the park was like, yeah, no, they were... Like, Travis was banging all the girls in town. John got the secretary pregnant. Like, right. they were not like everybody gay. knew. Why didn't they Joe? use Joe exotic condoms? That I don't understand. Yeah. They're right there. Maybe right, they're did. literally right there in the game show. they did because they're expired. <laughs> it's like, Probably. is it supposed to be crumbly like this? <laughs> well, then, <laughs> I believe it was already in the in the series, but Joe's talking, getting an interview at one point, and he's like, well, I fell in love with two straight guys. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he that said was that in this episode. episode. Oh, did he? I think it was later. Yeah. This oh, okay. Yeah. He because did, he, yeah. he does talk about, like, you know, John leaves. Mm-hmm. And Joe is like, you know, if you cheat on me with a guy, that's okay. But if you I cheat on me with, with it. Right. Yeah, but with a woman, on. I can't compete with, which. It's biology. Yeah, mm, yeah. Both of them have buttholes, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a fact. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Just. <laughs> Trying to make a little more sense oh, of what yeah. he was saying, but okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, you broke Sarah. <laughs> 
And so, you know, then there's this comment made where John leaves, but at least Joe has Travis. And then, you know, the next part of this, it's very upsetting. And, like, I knew that it was coming because I had listened to the Wondery podcast. And Dan got it spoiled because he saw a meme on the internet. So it wasn't, like, super shocking. But, like, oh, it's really fucked up. And they have it on film. And they show it. Which, obviously, if you're you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you've seen the show so you know. But, like, damn. And there's definitely, like, that sense of, like foreboding like you know that something bad is going to happen again the filmmakers did a really good job with this scene where mm-hmm. they build that tension where it's like i knew it was going to happen but it was like still built that mm-hmm. suspense and like what the hell and yeah. then josh talking about it while we see him in the security footage oh and i was I remember watching it last night i was like are they actually going to show this yeah but he was just off the shot of the security camera mm-hmm. yeah and it- i'm really glad that there wasn't footage of the actual oh shooting. god i don't right. think they could have done that right they, they couldn't no, have shown that no, no. no that's too much so. too I much don't know. Um, I mean, maybe they could have but they, and they was, might yeah i mean yeah. there were cameras everywhere all the time they very right. well could potentially yeah. but um, i had wondered why we never had heard from travis mm. why he wasn't in the documentary mm-hmm. you know at first i was thinking like well you know maybe he didn't want to be part of it Maybe he left, but yeah. We each talked about this a little bit when I told Danny about the meme, and I was like, oh, man, this totally just ruined it for me. It was about about Joe's eulogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that oh, in a second. Yeah. And then she yeah, was we'll like, well, that, didn't yeah. you notice that they never interviewed Travis? And I was like, I just figured he didn't want to, or he what, didn't have Same. anything else to add that other people right. didn't already. Like, it didn't ever cross my mind well, that it was because he was dead. Even right. outside that, he, he was a pretty big focus of this episode in general, mm-hmm. getting into how Joe and his relationships work and, and Travis. And yeah, we yeah. saw plenty of footage yeah. of him. Yeah. Oh, tons. Yeah. Yeah. He was very, wow. like, active on the grounds and you know so josh tells the story of you know i was in the office i'm sitting in line like you said dan he was sitting in line with the camera and travis comes in and sits down and it was weird how they like spliced in different footage of travis up until this point where he was like sitting in a field and he's like well i'm gonna have my last cigarette before i die and it's like Mm. wait what and yeah and josh just says you know travis would point guns at people all the time and they would tell him like you can't do that bonkers it's so crazy and so like juvenile in a way but it's that i feel like people are really attracted to and drawn to joe because of the power that they feel like they get from being with him like with the big cats with the drugs with the guns you know you have He's a gun very on charismatic you. yeah oh yeah and so you have a gun on you at all times and you feel very powerful and so you like it's like a little kid like, oh, I have this thing that I can use and I can tote it around and whatever. Well, and you're untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're, you're one of Joe's husbands. Yeah. And, you know, they talk pretty heavily about how he had been addicted to meth when Joe found him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let alone yep. that Joe kind of fed that. And with certain drugs, you stop aging mentally. You go mm-hmm. into a stasis. And so the fact that he was riding around, on, effectively what he did all day was shoot guns, ride around in four wheelers and point guns at people. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, very like adolescent behavior. Yeah. yeah. But they Travis also complained that Joe wouldn't let him get a job. Like even if he wanted a job off the park, Joe wouldn't let him do it. And so yeah. that was one of the grievances that Travis had when he sat down to talk to Josh in the office and he was I guess going on about all that stuff and Josh was like you shouldn't point that gun and what kind of gun did he say he was? He said it's a Ruger. He's like, "You know it won't shoot unless there's a clip in it." Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then bang. And then he shot himself. <sighs> so, accidental suicide it's kind of i don't know yeah that line makes it a little bit fuzzy 
Because, like, did he I... really believe it wasn't going to shoot because there was no clip in it? Or was he just... I mean, the way John talks about the surprise in his eyes when it happens and stuff, I feel like... I feel like there's certainly enough there to assume that it is an accident. And yeah. An intentional suicide. Yeah. But I, that's, here's that's my, my own take. personal... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lay it on us, Sarah. So, I think Travis definitely displayed a lot of suicidal tendencies, whether he... Whether whether it was intentional or not, you know, it definitely got about like, oh, this is my last cigarette. Being very um, cavalier about gun safety and all these other things. I really don't think he was trying to shoot himself in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. But I do think that he was in one of the stages where, you know, you're, you're like, I don't care if I die. Right. So, which is definitely a step towards, you know, dying by suicide. Um so, yeah, I actually, I don't, I don't think he meant to do it that day. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like you were saying, like that kind of attitude that he had, that reminds me like a lot of that, like, I don't care if I die, blah, blah, blah. That's very, like, I hear that kind of like attitude and that kind of discussion from my high school students a lot. And so mm-hmm. it is like you were saying, Tim, where you stop progressing mentally when you've been right. on these drugs for so long. So he really was like a teenage boy in this very large male yeah. body mm-hmm. confined and unable to interact with mm-hmm. the outside world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. it's truly just tragic though. Like, and to imagine like my first thought was like, Oh my God, that poor Josh guy, like to see oh, this happen yeah. right in front of you. Like, well, oh, and to see what? the time-lapse footage of it too. Mm-hmm. Of John having a very real reaction of just standing there slack jawed, not moving, not breathing for like 20 straight seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Horrifying. Shot. What would you hands do? on his face, just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Eric describes Travis as a joy, which is so like it's the only nice thing that he's ever said in the whole right. show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Which is it was like, really oh, nice to hear that. Yeah. At first, I thought he was being sarcastic, and then he mm-hmm. kind of said it again, and he seemed very genuine. Yeah. About it. So and I was like, oh wow. That was really sweet. Um, and I liked that a lot to hear something positive from him in a way. So then we get, uh, you know, the funeral oh and the eulogy. There's yeah. so much to so unpack fun. here. Joe sings a song. He delivers a very heartfelt speech. About yeah. Travis's golden ball. Golden nuggets. His golden, golden nuggets. nuggets. Golden his nuggets. They were golden his nuggets. So he's like, everybody here is seeing his balls. You know what I'm talking about. He needed to cheer you up. I, I get what he's going for. Right. But so, like, so many things. So it's not the oh right time. God. One time you 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 shouldn't be crass. I don't in care. front of his mom, right. like she's like, right there. Oh also, oh not the time for a solo. No, you right? Know? He no. wants to make it about him. Uh huh. Joe the Entertainer. Mm-hmm. This guy's dead. Well, and he, and he has you. classic narcissism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you totally. know, just... completely. Yeah. Oh no, my no. gosh. So yeah. So that part was painful to watch. It was. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cringy stuff in this show, but that eulogy and the the song afterwards mm-hmm. was <laughs> too. It was on the on the nose cringy. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, like you enjoy everything up to that. Office that can be mm-hmm. hard to watch, right? Because it's yeah. just yeah, you're just like, <laughs> so oh cringy. god, how is this happening? <laughs> and like you know, he Travis really was the the pioneer of the like Zoom meeting, hit your spouse in the face with your genitals thing right you know he paved the way and he didn't even know it he did so 
So I guess Joe changed a lot after Travis's death, which, yeah, it'll change you. Yeah. He, he does like a community holiday dinner and he chokes up in the middle of it. A lot that of people. Pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. A lot of people think he's faking. But I mean, who's there was, to say? yeah, that comment from Jeff is like, oh, he's getting carrying onions around in his pocket. I was yeah. like, well, first of all, that's a very inefficient way to cry. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I tried. That was not Jeff. No. That was the other guy there. Is the Alan? Al- no, the fucking the business guy. Yeah, the dude with the strip clubs and the bars. Garrettson. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. James. Now I just call him a human. James Garrettson. Um, Too many fucking Janes. Yeah, like, is this much, like a Shakespearean like... tragedy? <laughs> that seemed a little too <laughs> clearly cynical. Yeah, it was very cynical. And I was like, how dare you, sir? How, how dare, dare you? So Joe gets really emotional. Apparently Jeff and Lauren hightail it for Vegas. They're like, well, this is too sad. So we're going to go to Vegas and start up a party bus business. I want to. And he says it was like the worst idea he ever had. I don't know why. They just kind of. Because you're stopping and starting in a van thing. with live animals. But they didn't tell us. That's well, why. Well, not the bad yeah. idea yet. There's, They'll get into no it. Yeah. That and I was waiting people. for yeah. that. Drunk people petting tigers. I can't wait for that payoff. On a moving, story. like in a I moving I want to know vehicle. more about that the rest of the episode. And I was like, I don't, they're not talking about it now. Yeah. No, you get to see Travis's memorial. No. That's what you get. <laughs> That's no. what you get. Fine, whatever, You get Sarah. what you get. You yeah. don't throw a fit. One story at a time. Yeah. I want to know that story. Yeah. They started that story, then they left it. Yeah. Again, good, good filmmaking because it makes me want to watch the next episode for yeah. sure. Exactly. So at this point... I'm feeling for Joe so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you are so right, Tim, where he just, he can't win. He just doesn't win. It's like, you know, hit after hit after hit. The poor guy, you feel for him. And then his, his husband knocks up one of his longest standing employees. Yeah. And yeah. his other husband shoots himself. Right. Yeah. Like, that's rough. After losing his, sad. after losing his zoo. Right. After everything carol and it's just such a nightmare for this poor guy so then he's all excited he's getting ready he's going on a date he's got a prince albert he puts locks on it or in it because they don't make rings big enough uh, and he hangs them on the wall (laughs) (laughs) like i don't yeah I i don't understand it's just very strange like Having had piercings, like, you know, I have my ears pierced, I have my nose pierced, I've got a couple oh, tattoos. Oh, I was going to say, are Prince we going to learn something new about you? No, I don't have a Prince Albert. Gotcha. No, it's, it's on my list. Once things open up and I can get a, a piercing <laughs> safely, Prince Albert, number one on the list for me, for sure. I just don't... You did have your belly button pierced. I did have my belly button pierced, yeah, back in high school. And your nose. I already said my nose. Oh, yep. Question. Um, when you get your Prince Albert... Are you going to go <laughs> with a key lock or a combination lock? Combination lock. You got to work for it, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you lose the key though? It's. The I mean, Dan work, can't remember right? your eye colors. He can remember the combination to your gonna, Prince Albert. I said seven. God. <laughs> this is the combination's of one number, and I still can't remember it. Yes. It's our anniversary. <laughs> See, luckily that's easy. So Joe goes on this date with this very young guy named Dylan Passage. Dylan Passage, Passage, the first person to actually seem genuinely romantically interested in Joe Exotic, though. Yeah. Yeah, immediately was like, oh, he's different. And that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed, so he takes him to like a parade, a holiday parade that they're doing. Joe uses Travis's last name. 
Matryoshka. Which I found very interesting. I didn't realize that. Not I think it's so Oh, I didn't. Funeral. Yeah, I, think I didn't they know said that his name. And I was like, oh, yeah, Joe's been he, using his last he's name. He's been That's using weird. Travis Maldonado's last name. So, interesting. Oh. Didn't What's notice that. What's easier than like Schleiberberger or whatever Trivogel. That's what I said. Schlagerberger, God bless you. <laughs> so he takes Dylan on this date. Super cute. Find out that they get married two like, months. Oh. Two months after Travis dies. This is so this yeah. is very specifically the point I start to turn on Joe Exotic. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. months after two that. Two months. And inviting the mom oh, to the wedding for up. just now a photo op. Is, she went. Well, I mean, when she's yeah, telling her story, she's like, I assumed it was just a wedding invitation. I didn't right. assume that it was six people for a photo op. Right. Right. So to say like, oh, well, Travis's mom is okay with it. So it's okay. Right. Like it's but not two months. two months to be that heartbroken and devastated and just beside yourself with grief. And then not only like I thought dating after two months was a little sketch, but you know, Okay. Well, right. they they made it seem like there was some passage of time. We didn't know exactly how long it had been. They, right. Know, again, Eric Good waited until just the right moment to drop the bomb to say, and then they got married two, two months, months after Travis's death. And yeah. you're watching, Foster. you're just like, what the fuck? And, like, what's right. wrong with just, like, casual dating? Like, why is Joe in such a rush to marry somebody? Because Joe needs to ruin. Yeah, that and to ruin someone else's credit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Put the zoo in his name next. Yeah, Um, that's what I'm saying. I I do wonder about that. Control, Tim, I agree with you, and maybe this kid will let me get a credit card out in his name. Right. Right. He just doesn't know any better because he's 19. (laughs) Yeah. I get it a little bit. Obviously, Joe's grasping for anything he can Mm -hmm. latch onto at this point, but... It's it's still it's way too soon, and the mom thing is really fucked up. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, yeah, pretty it's just up. weird, and I don't like it at all. No. If it wasn't for that and a couple all uh, other small things, I would completely believe Joe's pain, mm-hmm. which I, I certainly believe that you know it was painful for him. But taking the last name for the presidential and the gubernatorial election, having the mom there, there's too many just shitty undersided notes to really give him full mm-hmm. credit. I guess if that's mm-hmm. even a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and Sarah, you've been saying a lot this episode about Joe being a narcissist. Do you think Mm -hmm. that like jump to marriage is connected in any way to that part of his personality, the narcissism? Good question. I think so. Yeah, because you have someone that marriage, in a sense, or someone not necessarily marriage, but as a partnership, you have someone who likes you, lavishes you with attention. I think it's all part of it. You know, obviously having someone else to control, you know, I I will give Joe the benefit of the doubt. He has so much that's not being able to be controlled that, you know, maybe having someone around to be able to control a little bit makes him feel better. Yeah. It's not an excuse. You know, it's kind of a half-assed explanation, but yeah, the the narcissism plays a large role in you know rebounding so fast. That's that's all I gotta say. You gotta yeah. cut that part out. No, <laughs> got to oh, cut that out. Gotta cut oh that no, part just me out. going. I see you guys Because no one else was talking, and oh, I was like, no. I don't really have a point. We're, we're trying good. to be not rude and interrupting you. Yeah, right. You're no, a good I point. really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I totally. I get that. And also, when he marries Dylan Passage, he takes Dylan's last name, too. So he hyphenates 
So he's Joe Maldonado Passage now. Yeah. I totally missed that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I missed that too. So Damn, Eagle Eye. That's cool. That's what I call her. Eagle Eye. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> she has oh, really good okay. eyesight. I have really good distance vision. Oof. Yeah, fun fun fact, you know. Ah, uh, cool. So that snake lily almost stepped on the other day. Cool. Oh, uh, the danger oh. noodle. <laughs> the danger <laughs> snake. Um, so shocking to nobody. Joe loses the gubernatorial race. Well, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> there it is. That was a really good guess. Did you know that that was that one? Uh, it took me a second. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't know. I mean, I feel like people said how they they do enjoy Joe and think that he would be a good politician because he's not experienced and... He says what Uh-oh. he thinks and well, mm-hmm. isn't afraid to step on toes. And it's like, well. Mm-hmm. And John said, he's like, anyone I get him in front of will vote for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he obviously has a certain pull. Yeah. An animalistic yep. charisma. It was just musk. so like, oh, my gosh. One of the. I, <laughs> sardines. Um, <laughs> the smell that, of his Prince sardine Albert oil. slowly leaking out <laughs> of his leather pants. Oh, no. Oh, no. There was, like, some footage from, I'm assuming it was some kind of debate or a town hall or something where Joe's sitting with other with other candidates and he's like just like starts spouting off at the mouth about you know something about my husband can't be here because he's home petting my new baby kangaroo yeah Yeah. and he's like I always wanted to say that and he starts laughing and everybody in the audience is like okay you can tell that he's very out of his element yes this arena yes also hyper specific joke that's not going to land on a wide variety of people. No, that's so weird. Right. It was just such a weird <laughs> comment to make. So he loses. He jokes about jumping off of a roof. Because Which, he lost. Quote jokes. Quote, but like, oof, oof. come on, man. Yeah. He's like, how am I doing? We fucking lost. Like, <laughs> like yeah, he's he clearly upset about that. Yeah, right. well, I mean, yeah. But I think he really thought he would win. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, that's what they, they had those little scenes yeah. to show us how, how devastated he was because he definitely thought he was going to win. Now, what was financing this political endeavor? Was it the park that was helping to finance it? Yeah. What the hell? Uh, yeah, yeah, and we'll see more about that later. Okay. Well, here's the good news. Yeah. Jeff fired a whole bunch of staff to free up some funds. Yeah. And, you know? like, sure. you know, Joe, Joe only paid him $100 a week, so, like, you hire six $136.18 <laughs> after taxes. That's So that right. was more that came out of his pocket. Yeah. Right. That went to tax. Oklahoma's minimum wage. Yep. <laughs> Essentially. Hey, can, hey, can we talk about a thought experiment here? What Joe Exotic's plan during the pandemic would be if he was the governor of Oklahoma? Oh, my God. What's the thing he did win? Terrifying. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very glad he didn't I'll let you know that Joe Exotic has been moved to a medical facility because he has asthma and is terrified of dying from the COVID-19. Wow. Oh, where did you hear that? The Hulu special, I think. Okay. Uh, Talks about it. Okay. Well, I'm thinking how would he keep people inside? Let tigers out on the street. Mm, Yeah. That was my thinking. It would be like his, like, police task force. Personally, yeah, exactly. I think him, uh, Travis, John Ranke, Eric, and um, John Finley would just roam around on ATVs with guns, making sure that yes. people stayed in, <laughs> yep. in their homes. Yeah. 
Welcome to Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. So he loses the race and Seth talks about how that whole political thing really distracted Joe from the park and maybe his duties and what he should have been doing. And we see mm-hmm. a, a lot of different shots of the cats really living in like subpar conditions. Mm-hmm. Some of that, I don't know how much to take at face value and how much to let it slide because it's like... Well, that enclosure is muddy. Well, it rains and it gets right. So I don't know how much of that is, you know, like almost propagandized in a way. Well, and if you if you take a look at earlier episodes, is it any different than the quality of care that they derive? Right, exactly. Literally the entire time. Exactly. It was just a different. Yeah, I think though for Saf, who like went back to work a week after he had his arm amputated. For him to say anything like that about Joe, I take yeah. that with some weight to it, yeah, for, sure. for sure. That's true. But also, I I argue that if he's not the owner of the zoo anymore, right. isn't that Joe's responsibility to make sure that they're taken care of as well? It's not just on Joe, I feel like. Right. I feel like no, that's I agree. A, uh, unfair. Although I do, I do think that he definitely shirked his responsibility to yeah. run the campaign. I think it's a little bit of both. I think when Jeff initially took over the zoo, he was certainly like, listen, man, this is your zoo. Mm-hmm. My name's on it. I just want to keep my cats here. Let me hang out. And that's it. And that kind okay. of seemed like their relationship. Obviously, the intent being for Joe to continue to do exactly what he's doing now. I think there's a breakdown on both sides where Jeff should have been taking care of things. Joe said he was going to be taking care of things, but didn't mm-hmm. where they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of they're both at fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And then a couple like, you know, like Dan said, really, really well done as far as like timing and pacing because it makes you want to go right into the next episode. A couple really big things. We find out the gift shop is bugged. There's like an antenna receiver listening device. It was like rapid fire at the end. Yeah. Like, wait, what, 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 what? And then... I don't know. So very specifically, that that bug looks like just a very basic antenna. Yes. And there was was holes and cords running it into the shop. Right. Somebody had to drill a hole through that. Right. steel That that literally looked like a radio thing for them to be able to talk. nobody saw it before. Right. Because everybody was on drugs. (laughs) Right. I mean, fair. I feel like that Josh guy probably wasn't. I yeah. feel like Josh probably was not. Yeah. And he's the one that was like, and then we saw this thing on the roof. Right. Spies. So. And that's probably what it was. It was probably John being like, so what's that thing on the roof? And he's like, ah, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> they got me. They've heard yeah. everything I've said. Yeah, because they talk about how Joe's paranoia was getting worse and worse. And then Josh was like, well, it wasn't unfounded because we did find this listening device on top of the gift shop. And it was like, oh, my God, I would love to see the footage of Joe finding it and just losing his shit. Right. It's like, God damn. <laughs> and like pull out his gun and like shoot in the air. God damn. He shoots the... <laughs> The antenna. And their cable goes out and he's like, ah, fuck. (laughs) My Wi Fi. (laughs) Wait, wait, here's my question though. If they, why didn't they take it down immediately? Like, clearly they had had a a picture of it or something. Clearly they were able to go back and get footage of it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, they filmed everything. Right. Exactly. I don't. Well, it seemed like that so Josh was guy was really just carrying a camera around all the time yeah. for the campaign, so he probably just continued to do that. Yeah, right? Because, like, this is a gold mine. I wonder if that's oh, yeah. kind of like the thing, is when you get hired at Joe Exotic's place, you can either do work 
Or you can follow Joe with a camera. Right. And those are the people that are going to make him famous. So those right. are the people that are going to be treated the best. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to go in those cages of those underfed tigers. Right. Oh, my mm. God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Fuck that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. And then during an interview that Eric Good has with Jeff Lowe, Jeff Lowe keeps getting all these phone calls from, like, FBI agents or whatever. And we find out that Joe is under federal investigation. Oh, such a little carrot he dangles oh. in front of you to watch the next episode. It's yeah. like, for what? Yeah. Oh, wait. They told us in the very beginning. Right. Probably. But like, what it's probably for about. what not? Just so I, that doesn't make any sense. For what not? For what not? I don't know. What would they not be investigating for? Exactly. That's what she was trying yes. to say. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Tim can English well. I mean, that's I mean, why I teach it. Yep. Do English good and stuff, too. <laughs> Just not in group chats and text or anything with autocorrect. I'll fuck it up. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, and that's the end of the episode. So, so much, such a heavy episode, but really, what an ending to that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Such a Great downer. cliffhanger. But, yeah, but they make you want to watch more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I have to mm-hmm. wait until the night before we do the next recording. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we could watch it whenever, but. No, because I don't forget everything. Yeah. I find, very legitimately, I always watch, uh, rewatch the episode a couple hours before we we do this. Same. It's a good nice idea. And fresh. Yeah. Just the timing of our schedule right now. Like we can only watch it after the kids go to bed. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Normally we rank the characters, but it, it was a very Joe heavy episode. It was. So yeah, he loses points for sure. You, yeah. Joe for the first time. Um, unless you go back and listen to any of the previous episodes where he already fell once, uh, is the first time Joe has fallen in my books. Yeah. And Jeff, Jeff is on top now. Jeff's the number one, personally, for me. Yep. He's working with the FBI. That automatically means he's a good guy. It sounds like he's cooperating. Yeah. Like he's actually answering that phone. If I got a number that I Was the FBI? Know, Hell no, I'm not answering that phone call. Is my call. phone going to say FBI? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. No, that's FBI. probably not Could true. you imagine, like, <laughs> the phone numbers a, from Quantico? Keeping a no. burned number or something like that on there, not putting a, a contact in there for it so if it comes up on your thing but then you have fucking caller ID and it's like fucking FBI extension 209 <laughs> oh shit <laughs> again <laughs> those those damn prank callers <laughs> trying to get me to re-up my vehicle's warranty they're just gonna tell me I'm special <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get me to pay for those CDs I paid two cents for back right? in early oh, Columbia 2000s. Record House yeah, that's what they go hard yep, yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah. Ahead, I want to vote number one, um, the name of that pizza place, Zooters. That is <laughs> rank number one this week in my book. <laughs> number Can one. Can we also rank uh, John Finley's pink camo on that rifle? <laughs> Adorable. So here's the thing about the pink camo. He does say that he likes it and people make fun of him. I think very specifically that's part of Joe's grooming. Mm. Where he's like, you're not gay, but I'm going to buy you this pink stuff. So, like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now that makes me say it. Do they actually all Tim. bang? You think, like, if they weren't gay, but did did they, you know? I've thought a lot about this. <laughs> um, of course you have. This leads in heavily to the, is Joe Exotic the top or the bottom? Right. It is my suspicion that Joe is the bottom. Yeah. Uh, especially after the piercing stuff. Mm. But he's mm. also a control freak. Still, I... I have a 
inkling. Could be a power bottom. Yeah, I think yeah. he might be a power bottom. In which case, I mm-hmm. think it might be chemically and physically easier for uh, John and uh, Travis to participate. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I try, try not to think about it. I guess. I. Am... I mean, what do you think about in between watching episodes of this? You know uh, what I mean? Besides, Joe what Sexley. am I going to eat next? Usually. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm really curious yeah. what you are Google searching on your phone right now. What? <laughs> I am Google searching if Joe Exotic is a top or bottom. Oh my god, no! So, I, I think he's a verse. That sounds like a switch. That's what to... that's what it says. He's a power verse. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's always in control. It just doesn't matter where he is. Yeah. What's the source okay. on this? Andy Cohen. What does that mean? Oh. Is that That's like a, a cellmate? cellmate? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was good. Oh, man. That, that was, was great. Um, no, you, guys, you don't know who Andy Cohen is? A lot of um, commentary on uh, Bravo shows. And not necessarily. Like, he, after the Real Housewives of such and such, he does the, the re, uh, reunion show, and he hosts those. Dan knows nothing about any kind of pop culture. So Chris That's Hardwick, fine. entirely true. So Chris Hardwick's Talking Dead is to I The get Walking Dead, as Andy Cohen is to Bravo shows. I've never seen Walking Dead, so I don't know. I can say yes. Okay. Yep. That okay. Makes sense yep. To me, yeah. I feel like zombies are not my cup of tea. Terrible Bravo shows once in a while, just to like heckle them. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are fun. Yeah. Um, Terrible reality shows are great. Technically, what we're doing right now. Yes. Well, it was like VH1 reality show quality. Oh, God. Uh, I think I remember watching Project Runway with girls in college. Mm. Mm. Was that at that time? I really? loved. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yep. was a Bravo show, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that the one with Tim in it? Tim yes. something? Yep. No, was on Tim Sophia Gun. the First? Never watched Yeah. It. Yeah. Yep. All right, sweet. Sophia the First. I've watched Sophia I mean, the First. Yeah. Because I have a daughter. <laughs> but I've never seen Project One Runway. Oh, you're missing out. This is a pretty good show. Yeah, not something that Dan would be into. Not even a little bit. No. I mean, I wasn't even into this show. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've enjoyed it, though. Yeah, see, it's not terrible to do something your wife wants to do every now and then. No. Oh, like watch Jojo Rabbit or Knives Out? God damn it, I want to watch that movie. I like why I get Taika Waititi a lot. I can never remember yeah. his name in text or in speech. So, like, earlier mm-hmm. you and I were, Dan and I were talking about him, and I just said part of his last name that I think was an amalgamation of his first and last name. <laughs> I, I was like, Wakiki, Wakiti. And then I'm like, oh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Well, I remember I was watching some of the extra stuff on Thor Ragnarok, like, actually watching, mm-hmm. like, the extra materials, which I never do, just because he's so funny. And yeah. he was like, in the interview with him, he was like, oh, it's easy to remember my first name because it's spelled a lot like Tiger. But, and then it like, it sh- you know, had the word up on the screen. He was like, you just take this letter out and change this and then move this around and then you have Tyka. And it was like eight steps. <laughs> just so Not good. Not even close. So, I have you guys to ever check seen... out What We Do in the Shadows because I guess oh, he's in that. that is oh, that so is. good. And Jermaine Clement, who I absolutely oh, love. Oh, hell like yeah. Jermaine yeah. Clement. You... We need to watch that movie. It's a very good movie. I don't know anything about Kate that. Kate and I watched it. There's my an FX sister. series about it now, too. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, I haven't watched that, but I, I have watched the movie. It's very good. Have you guys ever seen Taika Waititi's um, TED Talk? No. Mm-mm. Have you it's ever seen very funny. in that movie um, Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> we did hear him in The Mandalorian. That's true. I talked a little yeah. bit about it in my vlog. Yeah. But we can talk We're, about that at, at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can we can transition into that a little bit. So just so that I get our rankings, Joe's at the bottom. <laughs> Joe's 
Jeff verse on top. Bottom. <laughs> power verse. Power verse. Joe is power verse bottom. Jeff is on top, and Zooters reigns above all. According yeah, to Sarah, at least. Yep. That's fair. I agree I'm with that. I'm pretty okay Come with on. that ranking. You yeah. know, if you're okay with the Walmart meat on the pizza, you got to be okay. I'm not okay with it. You said I said you the were pizza okay looked it. decent. I didn't say <sighs> I wanted to eat Walmart expired meat. Uh, basically. Mm-hmm. In not so many words. That's not what I said. The glint in your eye. You were jonesing for some of that Walmart oh, that expired is, meat. That pizza. is jonesing for pizza <laughs> all the time. He's like, oh man, I just want food poisoning so but bad. In my mouth. I mean, if you want to lose weight quick, for sure. food poisoning is a great way to yeah. do it. I always don't count if you throw it right back up an hour later. Every spring, sure. I head to LaGuardia <laughs> and oh, I God. get an egg salad sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, 10 to 15 pounds, gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, uh, this is very problematic. Oh uh, no. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some other happenings going on in the Professional Casual Network. Elite Eight Showdown, what's going on with our good friend Chuck? Big Chuck is a lot going on. I think uh, the first episode uh, at the time of recording hasn't come out, but as this episode's released, first episode, potentially the second episode, should be out. Awesome. Tons of awesome stuff going there, and at the end of the season of Tiger King... Uh, we are going to do an episode uh, crossover with yes. the Elite Eight Showdown and Ooh. The Space Between Presents uh, The Tiger King. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I love a good crossover. Chuck is a really funny guy. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Dan, what is happening with BFE, Big Fiction Energy? Big Fiction Energy. Uh, we just had episode eight come out, again, at the time of recording of this episode. So that's just chugging along every other Thursday. That comes out where we, Danny, Tim, and I tell the story of Laney the Girl Without Fear. Kind of audiobook style with some banter before and after. Kind of director's information at the end kind of thing. Yeah. So um, chapter 10 will come out this week, I believe, if we... Is that what you're counting on your fingers? Yes. Nice. Yes, it was. Very yes. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's super <laughs> exciting. Uh, we also have a Warhammer Fantasy roleplay show coming out. Again soon. Yeah. At time of recording, uh, that'll be the a grim podcast of perilous adventure, an actual play of the Warhammer Fantasy roleplay. Super excited about. We've recorded the first couple episodes of that so far. It's really fun. So many things happening. And yeah, now we are busy. for for BFE, if people don't want to wait for us to get around to reading it to them, you know, what's the solution that you have for that? They could totally read it themselves. Uh, and get it on Amazon. Uh, ebook or you can order a paperback. It's a bit delayed because of the, you know, Amazon things are taking long right. that way. But ebook you can get immediately. Nice. You want to read the whole story and then you can just like hear what our voices are for it. Yeah, yeah awesome. just check that out on Amazon. Right on. And if you haven't already, check out um, the first episode of The Space Between in general. Dan and I did an episode reviewing uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, that was really fun too. That's cool. That so a, many things happening. Talk. So many things. Now, none of this would be possible if it weren't for Tim's lovely wife, Lindsay. So thank you, Lindsay France. Hell yeah. For all of your awesome editing skills and website skills and nunchuck skills and the woman's hacking skills. hacking (laughs) skills. Like the woman's got it all. Yeah. Yeah. She makes us not sound like idiots. So thank you so much. Right. She just makes us sound like higher quality like audio idiots. She makes funny. us yeah, okay. sound like high quality idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. what people okay, want. Okay, okay. Like right. if people want low quality idiots, they'll hang out with their family. 
You come here for some <laughs> hot takes. That is not, hey, not even the holidays. <laughs> nice. If you want high quality idiocy, yeah. come on over. We idiocy. got you. Idiocy. So big thank you to Lindsay. So let's talk about where people can find us. Sarah, where are you at? Uh, I am on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Sherbert Shorts underscore six. And yeah, I do a bunch of office doodles. Well, not at the moment. They're at home doodles right now. Yeah. Um, and meeting doodles and, and other freelance projects I'm working on. Sweet. Right on. Dan Cole, aside from Amazon to find Lanny the Girl Without Fear, where can people find more big fiction energy? I can check out dancoleauthor.com. It's the home of the blog. For my personal stuff, that's at Beer the Thursday opposite the release of Big Fiction Energy podcast. Also check out Twitter, uh, ice, at IceDan underscore HDH on Instagram. I'm IceDan3, which I've been getting better about. I'm having fun with that one more than others, I feel like, yeah. for some reason. And then Facebook.com slash DanColeAuthor. Also want to take this time to mention our Patreon, uh, something that we've been adding to it, or we're going to be adding to it real soon, is um, Patreon-exclusive videos, some vlogs. Uh, I know Danny and I recorded ours today, and they've had, met with uh, high reviews so far. <laughs> yes, the, the beta reviews. audience has just been, <laughs> you know, hands down. These the are highest some quality. we've ever had. Honestly, yeah. the highest of accolades. Tim said it was good, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. So it's, Emily can enjoy those real soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again, Emily, our patron. Boop, boop. So we've got professionalcasual.com is our website where you can go for all of that good stuff. Tim, where else can people hit us up? Um, so yeah, they can find us on professionalcasual.com, uh, on Twitter at top tier casual, Patreon at patreon.com slash professional casual. And that is where you can get access to, um, all of the vlogs behind the scenes, um, some pre-recordings as well as Sarah's doodles that she draws during the episodes as we record them. Yeah. Ton of content coming out there every week, uh, tons of different levels, a great way to support the show and make sure that we can continue to get better. Adding video is one thing we'd really like to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and Patreon will help us uh, be able to to do that. So check us out there and, you know, other places too, probably. Yeah. That we say, and I mean, we'll say. I would love to get some video equipment because, you know, I need a reason not to record in my pajamas. <laughs> and if we <laughs> record, then maybe I'll wear real clothes. Probably not. Why? But maybe. Maybe. Don't make us look bad. No. I'll, d- I'll dress professional casual. <laughs> there we go. You yeah. know? Yeah. Not fleece Button down shirt pants that my mom made me for Christmas. No, not your homemade fleece Detroit Lions pajama <laughs> pants. Those are homemade. <laughs> yeah, my mom made them. Oh, wow. Isn't that cute? Good job, Mrs. Cole. She's yeah. the best. Follow She's... us on Patreon, Mrs. Yeah. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, call to action for you, listener. We are winding down on episodes of Tiger King. So, what do you want to hear next as uh, Space Between presents, you know, specials? I would love to have some listener input as far as that goes. So hit us up on any of our social media and let us know what you want to hear about. And lastly, our tiger fact of the night. This was mad interesting to me. I did not know this. So white tigers, they're not a separate species. They're not their own thing. They're also not albino. Uh, right? I'm blowing Dan's mind Just right now. Just a variation. They so are, are there albino white tigers then? Probably. Maybe. Okay. That's a definite maybe. I don't know. They are what's called leukistic. This is from animalplanet.com. They are leukistic, and this is the result of a recessive gene from each parent that affects pigmentation. And white tigers typically have blue eyes. Hmm. 
Yeah. Um, Han Solo uh, was at one point very upset with his future wife, uh, Princess Leia, because uh, Luke kissed it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was good. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, yeah, all right. I have one thing I want to say before we sign off is that I kind of hope my mom doesn't listen to this show because I'm going to have to explain what a power bottom is. A power verse. Power verse. Get it right, You said power bottom earlier. You said power bottom. Okay. I just assumed power bottom. She's not going to ask. You know she's not. Can you imagine if she texts me like, Oh, I listen to your podcast, so I'm just curious what a power verse is. And I'm like, don't Google it. Helen, so, you know, when you have go. Have her ask your brother. So, <laughs> Mrs. Cole, uh, <laughs> right to you. First off, how are you? Uh, also, I just Reverend found Cole. out. I, I found out that Dan's um, Detroit Lions pants were homemade, and that's incredible to me. <laughs> uh, I thought they were very professional. Second, uh, you know, when you go to a hotel. Um, the lamp that is in between the two beds, or, or the next to the one bed, I suppose, the power switch is on the bottom. Also has two outlets normally where you can plug in to charge your phone or an alarm clock. That is a power bottom. Uh, a verse or a power verse is one where there's both USB inputs and regular uh, ACDC like normal <laughs> plugs. So it's versatile whether you want to plug it in directly or, you know, have, yeah. a, have a standard adapter. See, I could not explain it that well. So if she had texted me that, I would have been like, I don't know, lamp. Yeah. Lamp. Sweet lamp. lamp. Sweet lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. Sweet adaptable lamp. <laughs> yeah. Well, listener, thanks so much for hanging out with us again for episode five. It was heavy. It was deep. But we were glad that you were here. And we'll catch you next time for episode six. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> God damn it! A special thanks to our sponsor, Bearded Dragon Games in Oneana, New York, who has gifted us a Catacan Colonel model to give away to you our fans for your chance to win follow us on twitter at top tier casual the professional casual on instagram or follow the professional casual network on facebook you can get an extra entry for each as well as extra entries for being a background patreon or leaving a review for any or all of the professional casual network shows on apple podcasts that's up to six additional entries for leaving reviews on each also, please give the Bearded Dragon some love on Facebook at facebook.com slash bdcomics and beardeddragongames.com. We will be taking entries up to June 29th at 11 to 59 p.m. A winner will be drawn live on June 30th.